turned on. Hello? Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, I was going to say hi, and then hello came out, so that's why I came out. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Let me make sure my volume is all the way up. Awesome. I hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I just wanted to say, first of all, introduce everyone. Welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life and not a perfect life, just an inspired one. Yeah, right. (laughs) um, Today, I have a special guest because it's my 150th episode. So I reached out to her and I just asked, would you be willing to give me 30 minutes of your time and do a podcast with me? And she is so gracious, said yes. And it's Amanda, the owner of Ferology and a founding member at Georgia Professional Pet Groomers Association. And I'll just tell you how you came up on my, ra- my, on my radar. <laughs> I don't even know how we became friends on Facebook, but we're friends on Facebook, so that makes it real, right? Yes. And, <laughs> and um, I saw your post, and um, about maybe six years ago, I was posting like crazy on all the different grooming groups and everything, just about the proper care of canines, you know, the code and skincare. And mm-hmm. I just kind of gave up. I, I did a um, live stream one time about, you know, why our, why I believe our, our industry should be licensed and how it would help. Ooh. Yeah, I got so much hate. I got so much hate that oh, I, I did couldn't too. sleep. I, I couldn't sleep. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, people threatening my life and stuff. Not my life, but my safety. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> But that's how you came up on my, on my radar. I saw a post like that. Um, I saw that, uh, I think it was you or someone invited me into this Georgia Professional Pet Groomers Association group. It's a fairly new group, right? Yeah, so it is very recent, the whole. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Tell me how, how this came about, how you uh, started this organization. Um, yeah, tell me what happened. How, how did this come about? So this is like, this really is like my life like goal, my life. Oh, hello? Hello? I think we... I think I lost her for a second. Amanda, are you still there? Yes, okay, you you went out for a second. I don't know how to stop to keep tapping it. Okay. Oh, it's because you're so popular, probably. You probably have phone calls coming in. You could just tell everybody to just give you 30 minutes. Sorry, (laughs) No, but... uh, Yeah, right? Um, Um, But yeah, uh, you were saying that this is your life's work? Yeah, it's my life. Okay, it's my goal to make our industry respected. It's my goal is to make sure that dogs are safe and that groomers have access to education and the best methods. You know, a couple of years ago, it was four years ago now when I actually realized that our industry was not regulated. I didn't never knew. I went to grooming school like out of the gate in Florida and everywhere, all the salons there certified groomer and it's that's just who they would hire they would not hire you otherwise Mm. and so I thought that meant you know you get a certification I went to a grooming school down there I got like an accredited school and then I moved to Georgia and I was like super nervous about landing my job and then come to find out I'm the only groomer in there that had ever ever (laughs) there's five other girls in there that like pet smart or they learn from like their aunt or whatever which was cool until it came down to the, how they were handling the dogs what they were using on the dogs just everything. yeah yeah little thing and I was like 
man, okay. And so that continued to be the same experience I continued to have. And so I opened my own like little house call business trying to show people the difference. And yes, it was, it I'm was, sorry, it, go ahead. I'm like, no, I'm you're like good. oh my God, everything you're saying is like hitting so hard. Go ahead. It is. I was <laughs> like, okay, you know what? Like I, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I like different different concepts and I mix them all together but I like to think of like the ultimate archetype like Jesus type of being and like what he was the one percent like the one percent of people that are just gonna follow like what is being told to them spiritually and the guy you know guidance and things like that so I was like okay you know you're telling me I can do this big thing. And like, I don't even know the first thing about business management. I've got four kids, you know, like I'm going through a divorce. What do you mean? Open your own business. You know, I just, I didn't have a great start into it, but I really, really love dogs. Like, and so I just started them literally one dog at a time, which is my new, my school. I'm opening a grooming school. It's called one dog. It's oh just my the, God, whole I love it. the whole dog, one dog, one at a time, the whole experience. Yes. Like it is the whole concept of, of what I consider, you know, working on the dog. So, um, so we started there and I, I, I started asking my clients, like, do you know that the group, the regu- the, the industry is not regulated? And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I asked my client who was a anchor for a local news station. Mm. And she was like, wait, what? We're going to do a news article. And like, ask people. Like, that's crazy. I would have thought that they were stricter than like hairstylists and stuff. No, it's like, like the wild No, West. girl. <laughs> I was like, you know, this stuff that's going on is it and I don't think it's groomers fault like I was lucky I had access in Orlando to a good school that's where I was at mm-hmm. I moved to small town Georgia and it's like you get nothing like PetSmart or nothing yeah or somebody's teaching you how somebody yeah. taught them. and yeah. so I relate our industry a lot to like how back in the day medic like doctors were not regulated and neither were teachers <laughs> yes exactly and it took Florence Nightingale, that nurse, to finally, like, you know, streets. yeah, maybe we should wash our hands, guys. Maybe we should clean our tools and then people yeah. would die. Yeah, it took and a like, nurse. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And so I look at it, and, you know, I am, and I, I like to believe, and I do believe that most people just don't understand what they don't know. So, like, if you're not, if you're not yeah. kind of forcing a minimum standard to be taught to them. Like, they don't even know that they don't know it. It's like, exactly, bro, you cannot use a 10 on everything. Like, yeah. That is not, that is not it. So Yeah, I've even seen um, <laughs> people shave a pit with a 40. Oh. And <laughs> that is just not intelligent decision making. Yeah. Oh, and just for, just for my listeners' sake, because um, most, most of my listeners are not dog groomers on this podcast. A lot of them are, some, it's a mixed group, but. Just so uh, people know, a 40 is super, super close. If I shave my own skin with it, I probably might get razor burns. So yeah, just so you guys know. It is surgical. I call it a surgical blade. Yeah. It is <laughs> to dissolve the hair off of the... Yeah, and that pit bull was bleeding in, in areas all over. Yeah. Like, it was nasty. But it's yeah, like it, so it just so people know. It exfoliates the skin. <laughs> it exfoliates, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, but, so, 
so that's how your business initially started because i know you're like in a brick and mortar place uh, like a real salon now right yeah i have a real salon now so that is how it started it started off uh the back porch of my apartment totally illegal <laughs> like no don't recommend it that way i'm gonna be honest like because there's people that are like how did you get it i took mm-hmm. my tools from grooming school but i did have an education i did know how to properly sanitize i had the right tools i had everything that i needed i just yeah. didn't have a business license so long story short i figured out the laws and then i realized that you didn't have to have a business license to have a home salon there were no regulations at all so i was pretty much free to do everything as long as i pay my taxes nice and so i did that for about six years and i got started six really years. like yeah, I really like started diving into holistic work, energy work with dogs because like they were healing me. They were helping me. I wanted to be better. I would just follow these blogs, like follow these Facebook groups and somebody would be like, yeah, don't do this. And I'm like, oh, crap, I do that now. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I my, my the foundation of my education was definitely a minimum because I, I still learn all of the time. I would say I have, like, the, some of the best mentors in the industry just, like, because I bother them all the time. Uh, I don't think it's a bother. I think that I think that it's refreshing to find someone like you that's, you know, not, not just trying to gain as much knowledge for, you know, to make yourself better, but to share it as well. And I, mean, I think people like it. I mean, I don't know. I think when I was, uh, when I, I started, like, 11 years ago, and when I first got into the industry, I was, like, bright-eyed, and I... Yeah, I think I bothered them, <laughs> to be honest no, with and you. I love it now. Like, I have groomers who are like, hey, I'm in Texas, but I do not know anybody else that would be able to possibly help me or be willing to. Like, I've got a dog who's super scared of the dryer. This is what I've tried. What else would you do? And I was like, mm-hmm. did you try turning the dryer down and taking the nozzle off and just sitting with them? And she's like, uh-huh. okay, let me, you know, and she's like, that worked. And I, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's really like, Think about you being afraid in a moment with a stranger and like literally being gentle and kind. It knows no boundary. It it knows no, you know, race. It knows no language. Intentional kindness will fix most situations in the scariest of situations, you know. Yeah. And that works with Anne. It really does work with dogs. So look at him. Like, what can you take away from that moment to make it a little bit better? And so drying methods is a big thing i try to teach people like holistic drying methods because i see a lot of frustration in groomers and dogs when they're trying to blow dry them and i'm like hey yeah like let's calm down so some of that kind of stuff and i'm like yeah you're not bothering me at all i'm sorry it took me 10 minutes to check my phone and i hope that you're still open to me and my answer but so and then i started to realize like if i create some dialogue people would have access to some more of like maybe what i would suggest if they want Oh, I think we lost you again. Hello, Amanda, you're there. Can you hear me? Sorry, I okay, awesome. it on me, but I tapped it. <laughs> but okay, so, the what I was curious about because um, one of the posts that I loved and I shared it on my page as well was the Don because that was uh, yes. just an argument that was never going to be settled among groomers. Um, some groomers were just nope. No matter what you say, they're gonna yeah. use that Don, and. Mm-hmm when you finally got the answer from the company and they, they even answered it to you. I was like, Holy cow. They even said like, hello, Amanda. Like they answered yeah. you directly. Like how did that happen? 
So I went on LinkedIn. This is my secret. I look up companies and I'm like, okay, who's really running this show? You know, uh-huh. I am not mailing legal at dawn.com. Who is <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> who's yeah. running this show? So I looked up everybody that was in charge of Procter & Gamble, like all the way down to Dawn's media. And I CC'd every email. Wow. I copy and pasted everybody. And I wrote, you know, I tried to do this really tactful email that was like, hey, I just want you guys to know like how much I really appreciate Dawn and what they do and what they do for wildlife. And I love your products. And But I am a professional dog groomer and I am also an esthetician for dogs. And there's been a lot of research shown and I've seen with my own eyes how detrimental is being used as a shampoo. And even yeah. to the point where like veterinarians are suggesting it. And I'd really like to just put in means to an end and like explain all the great things Dawn on a shampoo and why yeah. it's not, you know. And yeah. so I was like, I just really wanted to show them. I was like, I'd be willing to like do a social media video of like all the ways you can use Dawn in the grooming salon. And then like, you know, like that pause when you're going to put it on the dog and then reach for like the oatmeal shampoo or like yeah. something gentle, like no, not on your dog. And then just this yeah. description that like, while Dawn is safe and it's helped, you know, helped rescue animals around the world, it is not for use on your best friend, you know? So yes. something like that. And so they email, they responded to me like that. Cause I, I don't want to approach anybody and be like, your product is terrible. <laughs> you <guys laughs> yeah. That was tactful. Yeah. You know, I, cause they don't, it's not our fault. Dawn has never, ever posted a picture of them washing a dog or recommended it ever. They've never said use it for fleas. It's never came out of yeah. their mouth. It's come out of veterinarians mouths. Mm-hmm. And then groomers are like, the vet said it. I trust them. And I'm like, man, listen, vets do not go to school for dermatology. Let me tell you this. Unless they decide yeah. afterwards to made to get a, a discipline in dermatology, they're not dermatologists. Yeah. They study all these animals. Even a small animal vet studies more than one type of animal. And the skin is different across all these animals, even different mammals. So you cannot just be yeah. like... It works well, on did, birds. It'll work on I, your dog. Like, come I on. I was ignorant about that as well. I didn't know that. Because uh, I, I just assumed that if you're a vet, you know everything about the dog. But then I met a vet who specializes in dentistry. And she was saying that they teach nothing about dentistry in the vet school. Nope. And so that means they probably don't teach anything about the skin either. You have to specialize nope. in it. They don't. And so around here, I'll say this, it's a little bit of a, like a flex, but... The vets <laughs> recommend me for skin advice. They don't, nice. they don't, they're, they're no longer ask, telling them to use Dawn or giving them Apoquil unless they do allergy tests. When before it was like Apoquil in a Dawn bath. And now, you know, I've got my, my business cards up there and I'm like, come to me for some therapy work. Let me get some, let me fix that skin. We're going to go right yeah. down to those dermal layers. We're going to do some wound washes. We're going to cover them in oils, you know. We're going to do I, some seaweed wraps. <laughs> I just think it. it's so awesome that, like, you have this, like, drive, this determination. And it's probably the love of dogs that fuels it. Because I tell people all the time, I'm not in love with grooming. I learned all this skin and coat stuff because I want to take care of the dogs better because I love the dogs. I don't care. I would keep myself better groomed if I love grooming so much. Yeah, that's what you I'm know? saying, too. It's like, the love of the dogs, right? That keeps you, that that motivates you to stay up at night and find the person to contact at dawn and and... You know, like, yeah, I mean, this is because it's the love of the dogs. Like, I, I think it's so awesome and incredible. And now you're teaching students, right? Now you're yeah, actually exactly. using your place to teach. 
Yep, that's the I think goal. that's amazing. To kind of hire people in as bathers so they're not paying me anything. And I've got them in this like beta program where I'm trying to teach them like and I'm I'm really big on like neurodiverse and too. So I'm trying to give them like coloring books and like real life examples and like challenges in the salon. That you're making? Like, are you making this stuff or are you like getting these resources somewhere? Like these So I've got pages? a lot of them are resources. Like I'll take a picture. Like they have the canine anatomy coloring book for veterinarians and stuff. It's like Oh a, my goodness. You know, so I've taken some of those pages and like got the concepts from, so it's really a collaborative of like all of this great advice is out there. And I say that because like teachers rely on the, on the professional education and science of others. Like none of, nobody that's teaching is also like doing the discoveries. We're just mm -hmm. relaying yeah. information as I learn it and, and see it evolve in front of me. I can do that with the students and, help just direct them in the way of like current events and history and the things that I found. So it's not like I'm making up the labels of the dog. You know, this is true and real veterinary yeah. resource that we're using for our anatomy. And we're using like a lot of a lot of massage techniques for handling instead of using like the grooming loop or yeah. aggressive techniques. We're using a lot of gentle techniques. And those are like certified programs for like horses too and just showing the difference and connecting with the animals so it is you're right it's if i could do amazing. something else with dogs it would not be grooming they don't even like it but i try to help <laughs> them like it you know yeah if yeah, you want to pay me to hang out with your dog i would quit grooming <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> seriously but uh, that's the thing it's like um for me, it's that, like, getting a dog that is just completely terrible, had a traumatic event, they got banned from a few grooming shops, and now I'm in their house, and they are even bigger in their house, and they bite, and they, they attack, and they're just ferocious, and they're scared of me. But after, like, three or four visits, it's no longer taking five, six hours. It's only taking three or four hours, and the dog loves me, and I'm not even, I don't have him restrained on the table. And, you know, he's working with me. Yeah. He's trust me is like that is the biggest reward and I, I think that a lot of uh, a lot of times maybe groomers get burned out because um because even after 11 years I'm still excited <laughs> to groom and I think that sometimes you get burned out when it's every day you go in and it's just shaving one dog after another and they're they're not cooperating and so you put them on the grooming loop and then the groomers help her and then you start harnessing oh, them God, and everything yes. and then it's frustrating you know it gets, it's stressful for everyone and then and the groomer I think is burned out through. yeah and then you don't feel good about yourself and feel proud nope. when you go home I've been telling my yeah. husband lately I'm like man I'm so glad we're so busy because people are seeing our concept work yeah. but I can't do more dogs like I have got to train people and hope that they want to work with it you know, and do it too, because I can literally not do any more dogs and maintain the same the dignity that I've had and be mm. honest with what I'm doing. I have I'm like do like eight dogs a day. And I'm like, that's max, dude. I've got to go home. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. That's a lot of energy work, you know, and then. Yeah, you're just drained. <sighs> and just a few months ago, I actually blew up on my clients and I fired over half of them. And I just. Oh my gosh, I'm so close. I'm so close. I cussed them out. I thought I was being so witty. <laughs> oh, no. I was laughing. Um, it was horrible. But like, it was because I just, I was trying to do too much and I was 
And, you know, like I was doing about three, two, three dollars a day every day. I didn't even take a day off because I had so many clients and I'm, I'm driving to their house and setting up in their house. And that takes time breaking down. And I just I was so run down. I would I didn't even, I, I felt like a shell. And then, yeah. And then I, I blew up on everybody and it was really not good. And also I found out um, by running the shop, I'm no good at managing people. I'm horrible at it. Oh, my God, me too. Oh, really? Because I was about to say, I think that you're awesome. Like, you're obviously good at, at, at you know, um, well, delegating and managing people. Because I was horrible. I, I, I think I'm better just working alone. I think I'm happier just doing my own thing. But I really like, am happier working by myself. But I really, like, I truly want to see these girls around. I want to keep our industry going. And so mm -hmm. it's hard because, like, I want to be friends with them. Like, they're going to the fair. They didn't invite me because why? Because they're my <laughs> boss. Because yeah. I suck. You know? <laughs> no. And that sucks. But I make the schedule and I make them work. And they want raises. And I'm like, if you want raises, you got to be dog groomers. So let's start mm -hmm. keep learning. And but I have, like, I see how great they're going. Oh, hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Yes. But it's hard. It's hard managing people. But yeah. the idea is that we're going to do it, like, kind of like salon suites where they're going to graduate and they're going to have their own space. And it's going to be set up, like, perfect for tiktok and instagram it's gonna have a little tub you know nice. table it's gonna have the cameras a stand dryer in there all these accessories and stuff in little suites and you're gonna pay me booth rent and we'll and we'll do the taxes just like an employee and you can use you know the, i'm jessica at the parlor pet studio i'm da 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 this mm. is where I take clients. And then you can travel too. Go to shows, compete. We'll do whatever. So that's how I'm trying to plan it. You can, I've been that are dog trainers that they need a home base. They can get a little space in there, do their videos, do some mm. lessons, you know. So because there's a lot of concepts right now between like W-2s, employees, and like independent contractors. And I love the idea of paying somebody hourly and making all this money. But as a groomer, I would never, ever let somebody pay me, like, $15 an hour to do this job. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. So but struggle, I feel like 50% you know? is too much, though. Now that now yes. that I've been a business owner, yeah, I feel like 50% is just too much. But it then is. when I was a groomer, I was like, oh, what? You're not getting me 50%? Uh, so, yeah, it's like I know I see it from both sides now because I was the groomer getting it 50%. Is. But our, the issue is like, okay – I charge $50 for this dog and pay my groomer 50%. They get 25. Then I got to pay my bather like six bucks out of that for their yeah, like. Yeah, and your taxes, overhead, everything. So instead, I'm like, all right, you know what? It's $65 minimum dog. You'll mm, get 30%. Yeah. You get 30%. The bather gets 10%. There's 40 And now I am making an income. And they're uh -huh. not making any less. To. They're yeah. still making that 25. Yeah, yeah. So and, they're still happy at 30%. And also they're learning from you and they're gaining a skill that's going to be marketable in the future. It's only going to get more and more valuable. And, you know, this, they got to pay their dues. I feel like, I feel like, you know, we all have to put yes, in like 10,000 hours. Yes, a little hours. bit of it. And I want to set them up because it's hard to find space here to open a grooming salon. I'm lucky to have like a plaza and I can, I don't want to be in their business. I want them to have their own 
reputation, have their own clients. Mm, And then we can collaborate, you know, and and I don't want to be all up in with their money, but we do have to keep the place open. That's brilliant. You're thinking, you're thinking kind of like um, the Chicago Bulls, how they promoted Michael Jordan. He didn't own the Bulls, but he was the star there. And just, you know, like, like almost like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have the, it, so is it is it the pet parlor or pet studio or is it for forology? So is it here, like in a transition right this now? This is we I had it's Canine Aesthetic Studios is the umbrella. That's that's my business. Okay. And so Canine Aesthetic Studio that's on. That's the brick and mortar salon. Okay, so the what is it called again? The Canine Aesthetics. It's the Parlor Pet Studio. Okay, the Parlor Pet Studio is this is the salon. Yeah. And then Forology would be this the the, the skincare kind of, brand. Oh, the skincare brand. Okay, so okay, so yeah. this is like wow, you're doing so much. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to figure out. I was like, it's Forology, your new place, or. So I was going to name the salon Forology also and just have our products in stock under Forology, but I have, I cannot change the name. I've tried to change it three times and my clients are still like, it's the parlor. Oh, okay. okay, Cool. So it has been that for seven years. I, my clients will die on that hill. My shop is called. (laughs) Okay. Because I was wondering like, um, if somebody wanted to just like, um, you know, because I get I get asked all the time if if I would take on an apprentice or if I would teach somebody to groom, and I'm like, I I don't have that kind of business model. I can't take you into my clients' homes with me. That would be kind of weird and awkward. Like, um, no so way. I don't I can't do it. Like, I I don't know. I just feel weird about doing it, especially because one of my clients after I fired them, um, a jewelry went missing, and I actually had to go into the police uh, the you know, police department and they interrogated me. And I was like, there was no way I could have done it because I was not there. I fired them like a month ago, you know, like anyways, um, especially after that happened. I'm like, this is a huge liability. I'm going into people's homes. Things could go missing. Yeah, if I, bring I, someone in, I got weirded out. I would I got weirded out going to people's houses. So I was well, over especially it. being a female. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you have that added uh, that added layer of, you know, yeah, a little bit uncomfortable because, you know, I never have to worry about a woman attacking me like in, in their home, you know, like, or, yeah. or even a guy, even if a guy attacked me, you know, like I'm not that, that you know, but a female, you know, me yeah. having two daughters, especially I wouldn't, I would be uncomfortable if my daughters were, were doing what I do, you know, going into yeah. people's homes. I didn't like all that. So yeah, we put up the shop because I started getting too many clients to do at home and <clears throat> my neighbors were complaining. So I said, screw you guys. And I bought a shop. <laughs> yeah and then, i want to so, know like how like how can i help like promote what like do you do you want like if if students wanted if people wanted to learn how to groom um do you want people to contact you for that or no yeah i want them i will find a place we have plenty of clients coming in a lot of clients interested in like allowing students to work on their dogs at a discounted rate, which is what we're going to start. You know, it's like student grooming prices so they can. Build yeah, products. I saw that post. I was yeah. like, OK, so I think I think because I didn't want to just waste your time, have 30 minutes of your time and offer nothing in return. No, so, yeah, I wanted <laughs> I, I wanted to, first of all, get your story out, because I don't think people understand how difficult it is to do what you're doing. 
especially with four kids and your personal life on the side that you're you're managing as well uh, and trying to trying to keep your dream going you know your life's dream and you, and you want to here's the thing you're a true master I consider myself an artist because I'm just out there doing my own thing uh, but but you're a master and the the, the definition of a master is a, is a mass a true master doesn't collect students a true master creates other masters and I uh, feel like that's what you're doing you're you're trying to create masters within yeah. your business there and I think I think that's so honorable admirable commendable and I just wanted I was like man I think you know if I can help at all it would be to send um groomers that are looking for a, a school or somewhere to train somewhere to learn send them your way right yes and that's what the association is about and um so it's for the ethics yeah. and education of groomers in Georgia. So if not me, I will help hook you up with another salon that will help train you. That's looking for groomers. Our industry is dying. And the people that are staying in it a lot of times maybe shouldn't. <laughs> so. yeah. well, and, and also, I guess we can finish up with that because yeah. um, I wanted to know, like, because I'm on the page. I'm on the page right now looking at it on my laptop. And I'm like, how, how do I, if I'm a groomer, here in Georgia, which I am, and I do care about the, our, our industry, and I do want to see it elevated in the public perception, um, in, in the marketplace. I want groomers to have a better, like a more respected title in the marketplace. Yes. And I think the way to do it is the way you're going about it, education, and you know, elevating the groomers so that the service is elevated, the expectations are elevated, and now um, we're not looked at as just some dirty dog washers. Yeah, um, I hate that. Ugh, I hate yeah. It. So tell me, how, how can I be more involved in this, uh, in the Georgia Professional Pet Groomers Association? Because I'm in the group, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to so, how to. It is really new concept. I went to, I went all the way up to Pennsylvania with some really amazing people. They're super intimidating and they <laughs> have been, you know, they've been heads of their state association for years. They've been putting all this stuff into fruition and they were like, we need people in their states that want to open and start this and create associations. And so I was like, okay, I've had yeah. this idea to do it for Georgia. I do not see myself as a leader in Georgia. I don't think I'm the best groomer here, but I will start something and I hope that other people will help me do it. And so I, awesome. the, we have it. It is, I did all the, the, the monetary part of making it a nonprofit. I've got a seal. My goal is to get, we're going to end up getting real certification. You're going to be a professional certified dog groomer in Georgia through a program. Mm -hmm. And the money from that, we're hoping that it's going to go to the ASPCA and rescues and back into scholarships so that you don't have to pay to learn. Wow. grants from us all just putting it back to each other so it's just wow. trying and then hopefully an expo where we can do friendly competitions and get critiques from you know Westminster groomers and I just have a lot of connections to making it something really connected and really cool because there's there's room for everyone whether you're creative or you're a mobile groomer you know you're a holistic or you have a multiple locations you know there's there's a lot to happen in Georgia, and I feel like we're behind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Christine Pearson? She, I she do. I am her. obsessed with her. Yeah, so she actually told me, like, years ago, um, you know, she was trying to get me to start an association here in Georgia, and I just yeah. told her, like, I'm done. I was, And I was like, everybody in the industry that is, that is anybody, they all hate me. 
So <laughs> no, I bet they yeah. hate me too. Oh, I bet we can talk about some stuff. No, <laughs> I'll tell you my I, secrets. I was just like, oh man, I I don't think I'm the one, you know. And I was like, if I if if I put my name behind it and I start something like that, nobody's gonna join. So and I and also I'm horrible at a paperwork. I would have never been able to do the paperwork to get it to be, you know, the nonprofit approved and all that. I think that's awesome. But how can I help? Like, what if I, what would I do if I wanted to? help are there like monthly meetings or, or like quarterly meetings or anything like that or so what I did is I'm making a Facebook group so we can just keep the info out there I've got some tags on it too I helped create the uh a handbook that's like the master council best practice it's like a standard that master groomers made together throughout our industry to say like these are the best practices we all agree on Mm-hmm. And you should use these in your salon. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good employee handbook. Like if you're not doing this stuff, you should be. Yeah, like basic but, foundational, like just sanitizing. Yeah, it's a, just preventing cross contamination. Yeah, so there's a council for that, and then there is the professional pet groomers. Uh, it's, it's just the best standards of safety. That's another thing where all these associations got together and said, these are minimum safety standards salons should have. We agree to this. So all of our regulations are being based off of those two things. It's not me. It's not just me. It's years and years of people um, that have been doing this since grooming became a thing in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. When I think that basic, I, that's what we should really focus on is like everybody agreeing to basic safety standards and Absolutely. procedures of cleaning tools. And, and because like the nail industry, I found out that it when to get licensed as a nail technician, um, they don't, they don't care how you paint the nails or how you design it. No, it's it. all that's, about safety. I got exactly. Yesterday we were talking about that. You're in my hat. I got my nails done and she was telling me, she's like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there. So, um, yeah, they were telling me that she, the lady I talked to, yeah, she was like, it's all about cross contamination. It's all about keeping tools clean and understanding the anatomy of the nail and the cuticles. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is what we need for the dog grooming industry. Yeah, she agreed. She's like, how can I help you? I have a dog, and I would, I cannot believe that. And I'm like, that's what we need. We need to tell people, hey, I'm a dog groomer. I have a lot of respect for my industry and my fellow groomers. Yeah. Our industry isn't regulated. And before another dog dies at the hands of a groomer that doesn't know what they're doing, we want the standards set in our state. Yeah. Before the government tells us what to do. Because the government doesn't freaking know. They're like, "Uh, how much water are you giving them? I'm like, do you not know how Parvo was spread, a-hole? Like, that's what we care about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and wow. we agreed to that. So yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be just like trying to spread word about what our standards are, what we want them to be. And we're also I'm also have been actively petitioning the Department of Agriculture, the Georgia Veterinary Board, um, our state legislatures about creating a regulation and letting it be under the power of the Georgia Professional Pet Groomers Association. Well, and I'm, I'm reading a post here that's saying that, you know, you're looking for people who are interested in, you know, um, pet grooming, you know, like peer reviews. Okay, perfect. So I will, I will keep an eye on that and see, like, look for ways to be, to help out there. And then if anybody wanted to, if you're interested in learning how to groom dogs and you want to learn the the science of it because there is a science to it right 
yeah. then Absolutely. the probably the best way to contact you would be your email, right? It's the pet the parlor pet studio at gmail.com. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, that's the, that's a perfect way. You can add me on Facebook or find the Facebook group too, the Facebook page. Um, the Facebook page is Furology. It's F U R O L O G I E G I E. So yeah, it's yeah. spelled a little different because so, like I looked it up. Yeah, and and actually, there's a lot of grooming shops called Furology with the Y at the end, I not the I E. I saw that. Yeah, and one of them actually went as far as uh, making the definition for the word. I really liked it. It was saying like the the study and the science of uh, proper skincare, and for I was like, that's awesome. Um, how would you how would you define virology the way you spell it <laughs> so it is it's about not only it's about the art the ology the study of in the art of beauty canine beauty because so, art is beauty yeah good skin care mental wellness the blends the all of like the skincare is herbal blended it, it, it takes into consideration the whole pet from how they feel the smells you know um yeah it, it, that's the thing it's like people come into me all the time my clients that their dog still smells good a weeks after i groomed them and that's yeah. the important thing it's like it's supposed to last but i did make a mistake if you're gonna go on facebook it's facebook.com backslash canine skincare and that'll take you to her forology page yeah. and then if you wanted to contact her uh, amanda <laughs> i'm talking about you like you're not on the phone with me if you want to contact Amanda, <laughs> um, the the email address is the parlor. It's p a w l o r petstudio at gmail dot com. And I'm also gonna type up all of the information on a blog post to go along with this. So if anybody, and I'll put it in the description here on this podcast as well. Um, thank you so much for your time. I mean, we went over. It's like 38 minutes oh, now. You're fine. I'm chilling. <laughs> Monday nights, I don't have my kids after their little harp lessons. They go to their dad. So yeah, that's why I picked Monday. It's nice. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. I when when my my kids are in um, Nashville, I have a thirteen and ten daughters, and when they were here for the for three weeks, um, yeah, it was it was tough. Like yeah, juggling work and yeah. coming back home with the kids. Yeah, it's it's interesting, especially when yeah it's you're pretty much a single parent now right i mean a co-parenting but still anyways that will be a for a different podcast yes. <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for your time amanda i really appreciate Absolutely. it i think that i for one thing i was thinking to myself like i was like if anything i knew how hard it was and i knew sometimes i wanted to get, just give up and i just felt like nobody cares nobody you know like why am mm-hmm. i even doing all this yeah, it does. And run it down uh-huh I, I i i had a like a little suspicion that maybe you get those feelings sometimes i just wanted to you know reach out to you and especially for my 150th episode it's kind of so special cool. to me yeah i just wanted you to know that there's people notice I, i've noticed people notice in the background we may not say anything we might not reach out because everyone's busy too but yeah. what you're doing is inspiring and i'm glad we had a chance to share you know just a little bit about what you've been doing thank you i really appreciate I talk about all the time <laughs> <laughs> awesome well yeah and, and you know what um if you're open to it I'd love to have you on as a as a recurring guest or n- just another time sometime but yeah, yeah for thank sure you so I like much. to talk about anything whatever yeah um, because you're kind of spiritual too right I I'm, yes. I'm I, I so believe in that I believe that there that there is some sort of intelligent 
design Absolutely. like there's yeah there's something to all of this i feel like you know we are all connected somehow we just don't understand it yeah there's a divine plan i absolutely believe in that yeah i really think so but that's that's so awesome and i'm gonna end this the way i end all my podcasts i honor the light in you that's also in me namaste yep. thank you for listening guys and thank you amanda i hope you have a, a great rest of the week thank you too awesome and I'll probably have this out um, maybe by Wednesday, and then I'll go ahead and give, send you the link. Yay, cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Have a great night. Bye.